This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Denise Lewis. Today is Thursday, May 10th, 2018. The Shanice Lewis Show is an official sponsor of Full Figure Fashion Week Media Day. At the 10th anniversary of Full Figure Fashion Week taking place in New York City on June 18th through the 23rd. You can read more about it on the blog at ShaniceLewisShow.com. And for more information about Full Figure Fashion Week, visit visit fffweek.com. And make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at the Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcasting app. Today we have a very special guest. Sonia Elise Freeman, also known as Queen Diva, is an ASCAP singer, songwriter, author, teacher, and an advocate for mental health awareness and suicide prevention. She is a member of ASCAP as a writer and publisher, New York Blues and Jazz Society, National Association for Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment, a member of the New York Recording Academy, which is the Grammy. Sonia is the producer and star of the off-off-Broadway production, Strength of a Woman, a Phyllis Hyman tribute, which is a celebration of the life and musical legacy of the legendary songstress Phyllis Hyman. And we're going to learn all about this production today. Let's welcome Sonia to the show. Hi. Hey. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I just love your show, and I'm just so excited to be on it. Well, thank you, and I'm excited to learn more about you and what you got going on. So let's start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about your background in music. Okay. So I studied, well, first I studied in high school. I went to Willowridge High School in Houston, Texas, and I studied in choir. And um, I competed in um, UIL, which is a university inter-scholastic league. And I sang with the choir and I sang with the band. And so I loved music so much, I said, I want to study um, in college. So I attended Prairie View A&M University. It's part of the Texas A&M University system. It's um, in Prairie View, Texas, 45 miles west of Houston, and I studied classical music, and I minored in fashion, merchandise, and design, so I still do both to this day, and it was really an amazing experience to go to an HBCU and to learn music, and and not only music, but classical music, so being a, a young black woman learning classical music really for the first time was like an eye-opening experience because it is so disciplined. It's such a disciplined genre that you must be focused and you must make yourself practice. And so that firm foundation that I got while I was at Prairie View has helped me sing all types of music um, over the last um, 
over the last 20, 25 years. So um, after I graduated from Prairie View, I went to California. I worked at a recording studio, Demo Records, which is no longer around, but I learned how to write songs and sing background music. And then once I left Demo Records, I came to New York City, and I worked for um, Double Fat Productions. And um, it was really awesome being behind the scenes. Did you learn a whole lot behind the scenes as an artist and I watched other artists get molded and trained and prepared and I actually saw the group I don't know if you remember the group Imagine they um sang a song called Shorty You Keep Playing With Mine with um Keith Murray um that group was um signed to Jive Records and I watched that whole evolution and it really helped me and prepared me as a vocalist and what to look for and what to expect when I do my own thing and then um, after that, then I just said, okay, well, let me try and do some things. So I did background vocals, and um, I traveled a lot. I did a lot of choral music, and it wasn't until 2005 that I decided that I wanted to do a tribute to Phyllis Hyman. And um, But it didn't come into fruition until about six years ago. So it, it takes time, and I really want to – Make sure I share that with your listening audience. Whatever dream that you have, it's not an overnight thing. It's a process. And from the time it's a thought in your head to you write it down to you actually putting it together step by step, it takes time. And so my idea to do this show that I'm doing next week, it took me 13 years. Oh, glory. And... um but I'm glad that it took that long because I, it taught me how to be a producer and how to be um, the star of the show and, and how to go about picking your background vocalists and musicians and, and really picking out the songs that best fit my voice but at the same time really um, shine brightly the beautiful musical legacy that Phyllis Hyman left behind. So it was a process. It was definitely a process for me with how did my training. Vision? How did the vision come about to create this tribute show for Phyllis Hyman? Oh, wow. You know, when, in 2005, I remember I was listening to her music. I was clean. I'll, I'll never forget. I was cleaning my room. It was um, 4th of July, and I was cleaning my room, and I was listening to her music, and I just kept thinking, how come there isn't a really great musical tribute to her? I mean, I know people were doing um, different tributes, but something that really just celebrated her music that the audience could connect to and really enjoy. And then I just heard in my spirit, because I'm a very spiritual person, I just heard in my spirit, why don't you do it? And, you know, I'm sweeping and I'm looking around, like, who said that? <laughs> who said that? And I had to realize, you know, just I just believe the Holy Spirit said, you need to do this, and it's in your heart to do it. And I've been a Phyllis Hyman fan since college, and um, I said, well, I don't know how to go about doing it. So the first thing I did was research, and I researched for years about Phyllis, her music, her background. That's when I found out about her mental illness and the battle she had, and and it was just really intriguing. And, and it's just a shame that I didn't realize really who she was and just how awesome she was when she was alive, and I never got a chance to see her live. But I do remember over the years, whenever I'd meet people that knew her, they would always say I reminded them of her. And so mm-hmm. I always kept that in the back of my head, and I said, well, let me figure out how to put this together. And that's how it came about. I was just sweeping my room and listening to her music and just just feeling so much love listening to it and thinking, 
this needs to be done. People need to really celebrate our music, and that's how it all started. So producing your own shows, what are some of the obstacles you have to make everything oh come together? Oh, Shadis. Um <laughs> Glory. I say the biggest obstacle was for me, it was two. The funding and getting mm-hmm. people on board to see the vision. Those were the two mm-hmm. obstacles because she has she's been gone 23 years. So a lot of people, if you don't really listen to soul R&B music and not a soul R&B music fan, you won't know mm-hmm. who she is. And right. so just getting people to know, well, who is Philly, Phyllis Hyman? What are you talking about? I said, you don't know who she is? What's wrong with you? Right. But a lot of people don't know who she is, and the only song they play here in New York City is You Know How to Love Me. That's it. But she has a, a plethora of music that she recorded from the time she started in um, the late 70s up until her death in uh, 95. So if that's the only song that they play in New York City, and people don't even know her name, they just know the song, da 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 Da, da, da. You know, they just hear those music and they, you know how to love me. They know that, but they don't know that it's mm-hmm. still a in. And then when I sing it, it's like, oh, I know my song. My mama and them play that when they play cards. <laughs> <laughs> so right. that was the problem when just trying to convince them of the vision and then the funding because it was new to me and I didn't know how to go about doing it. And so I had to figure it out and I had to ask questions. And that was the thing, ask questions. I asked questions, well, how do you fund the show? How do you go about doing it? How do you get sponsors? And slowly, step by step, I figured it out. And and, and a lot of it is my own money. And then um, I asked for contributors, and then I started to just ask for um, sponsors. But it was a process. It was a complete process mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. So do some people um, that have these type of shows, they're produced, by other people with money so they don't have to worry about the funding? Oh, yes, and that's such a dream. Oh, my goodness, that's such a dream. But, it's yes, absolutely, there's production companies, and that's their sole job is to cast people for shows. They cast the director, they cast the, the choreographer, they cast the actors, they cast the singers, the musicians, and that's their sole job is to put the whole show together. I'm everything, I'm the star, I'm the musical director, I'm the, I'm everything. But, yes, there are companies who actually do that. The shows that tour, those are production mm-hmm. companies that put that together. So, yes, it's a dream. And I'm putting it out in the universe that that will happen for me soon. But it's a dream, yes, when you have that, definitely. So what is the difference between Broadway, off-Broadway, and off-off-Broadway? Okay, so Broadway is 42nd Street. Off of Broadway is um, either um, from 42nd on uh, 7th Avenue over to um, 10th Avenue or maybe even 11th Avenue. And then um, off off Broadway is when you're going either down toward 23rd Street or up toward 95th Street. And there's, always, okay, and, so and there's also off 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 Broadway, which is all the way down to Greenwich Village. So that's how it's, oh, it's so the... It's the it's just the location. I thought it had to do maybe with the seating size or the budget or something, but it's just location. Excuse me. No, it's the location of where your venue is nearest to Broadway. 
So that's why they say Broadway, oh. off, off Broadway, off, off, off Broadway. So I've been in all the one except Broadway. I haven't been on Broadway yet. I've been off, 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 off. And so I'm working my way toward being on actual Broadway. Got it. So something off, off Broadway and off, off, off Broadway can still be super expensive tickets? No, actually, it's, the the further you get from Broadway, the less expensive it is. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, the Broadway tickets are the ones that's off the roof. But the ones right. that's off, off, or off, 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 that's usually, you can get tickets as low as $24, which was my show. My show was $24. Got it. Now, tell us a little about the life of Phyllis Hyman for those listening who may not be familiar with her. Oh, wow. Um, well, Phyllis Hyman was born um, July 6th, and she was born actually in Philly, but she was raised in Pittsburgh. But Philly claims her, and um, she went to school in both cities. And um, she, when she left school, she went to Miami, started her group, the PH Factor, um, sang all over the clubs and everything there, and then um, just had a yearning to go to New York. She just felt like going to New York would be her big break. And that was definitely the case. She brought her group, um, Phyllis Hyman and PH Factor, to New York City and was singing in nightclubs. And was the, you know, she was the the rave of the town back then. And Norman Connors heard of her, and he went to go see her perform and wanted to hear her and see, you know, what was all the talk about. And he just instantly fell in love with her voice and just who she was, and invited her to be on his album Starship. And she recorded the song, Betcha by Golly Wow. And then the rest was history. She got signed to Arista and started recording albums and got to Broadway and then just on and on and on. But her start, her humble beginnings was in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. But you also um, mentioned that she was dealing with mental health issues as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it turns out when I researched her family, it's a family history family history of uh, mental mental illness and um she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder i think i believe it was di- bipolar disorder 2 and this was years ago before they even got a hold of what you know how to really treat it today and um the medicines that she was taking just she just didn't feel right to her she didn't really care for you know way it made her feel and so she wouldn't take it and um there wasn't any support groups there wasn't really all the information that we have today back then and so it was really hard for her and she would self-medicate with drugs and alcohol and sex and you know hanging out all those different things she would try to medicate herself with instead of taking the medication that she really didn't want to take for her illness and um and that's that's not the thing to do because you have all those thoughts and things going on in your mind. You're thinking you can manage it, but you can't. You really need to take the medicine and go to the doctor, and you know. But that wasn't really the protocol back then, so um, it was very very difficult for her in dealing with her mental illness. And then ultimately, she ended her own life with suicide. Yeah, she had attempted it once before and went to get treatment. She went to a rehab and but came right back out and went back to the old ways and then she attempted again and she succeeded on June 30th, 1995. So, yeah. That was really really tragic. So, has any of Phyllis's family had the opportunity to attend the show? Yes. Um when I did my show, um I lasted my show in September. 
uh, September 22nd, I had invited Vanessa Farley, who's a second cousin. She is the daughter of Phyllis Hyman's favorite cousin. Um, she attended, and I actually gave her um, a framed um, I guess framed document. It was a support letter from the mayor of New York, Mayor de Blasio, and his wife, First Lady um, Charlene McCray, um, McCary. They are um, over a program called Thrive NYC, and it is a program that helps families and people who are dealing with mental illness to educate themselves and to find out how to deal with mental illness because their daughter battles mental illness. So I got a letter of support from them, and I presented it to Vanessa Farley at the last show. It was a really beautiful moment um, at the last show. So, yes, she did attend, and I think another distant cousin from Philly attended. And actually there's some more that's coming this time around, it, this, it turns out she has cousins here in New York and in the immediate area of uh, Philly and, I believe, in um, Montclair, New Jersey as well. Nice. So yeah. the next show is coming up soon, next week. Yeah. And it's already a sold-out audience. Now tell oh, us about it. Oh, my goodness, yes. This, As I told you, this journey started in 2005, and when I – actually officially started taking steps toward producing it. The first time I did it was in 2013, and although it was 40 tickets sold, only 11 people showed up. The second time I tried to do it, um, only about 11 people bought tickets, and they had to cancel my show, and I was devastated. The third so did time you lose I did the it, money when it's canceled? Yeah, because you don't you don't have a show. So it wasn't any money, it wasn't any money that I put in, but I don't get to have a show. And I have been promoting. Okay. <coughs> excuse me. I have been promoting. I've been practicing with the pianist and everything. And and I really thought tickets were going to be sold. And I only sold eleven. And I only eleven tickets up until like I think it was two weeks before the show. And so the venue canceled the show, and I was devastated. And I didn't, I wasn't going to do it again. I just I wasn't going to do it again. And it wasn't until you know just my friends, my really dearest friends, said. You know, Diva, you need to do it again. You need to do it again and um, and really work on a strategy to reach Phyllis Hyman's fans. And I said, okay. Yeah. So this time around, I created a campaign where it was would able be be able to reach Phyllis Hyman's fans, and that's when it sold out. And it sold out all 120 seats in um, eight weeks before the show. And I was so just, you. You selling out is a big deal, then. That's, That's a huge deal. <laughs> That's a huge deal, especially from doing it times before and not, you know, just trying to get friends and family to buy a ticket was was torture. And um, and people just didn't get it. You know, if you don't get the vision and you don't love her music and you don't see, you're not going to buy a ticket. But when I connected with her fans, and I can't wait to meet all 120 of them next Friday, um, that's when the tickets sold, and that's when it really dawned on me. You have to know who your audience is. You got to know who wants to receive what you're giving. And when I realized that I have to go to Phyllis's fans to do what I'm doing, then that's when the tickets sold. So um, I'm really excited about that, and, I'm, and it was a huge lesson that I learned in putting this show together. Right. And it really works for anybody if you know what your brand is and who you're trying to share it with. Know who your audience is, and they will they will support you. <laughs> they right. will support you. You just got to find your audience. Yes, 
whatever it is that you offer in, find your audience. And once you do, the success will come. Now, how often do you produce these shows? Is another one going to be in the works now that you've found the audience and selling out? Well, that's the thing. Um, the main reason for doing this show is because I'm going to record it live, both audio and video, so I can have something tangible to show to uh, production companies and and um, you know venues and, and producers so that we can take it on the road. I'd love to go to the – because there's many people all over the country. It was like, are you coming to Philly? Are you coming to Texas? Are you coming to Chicago? I was like – I would love to come. I would love to come, but I have to have something to show for, you know, promoters to want to book me. And so once right. this is done, and then I can send out the clip along with, the, you know, the press kit, and then I can get bookings. And I, and that's the idea is to go on a tour. I'd love to go on a tour, and I'd love to go to a bigger venue um, mm-hmm. as well and record a full album. I like to actually go in and do a studio album. This this performance really is more so to share with producers and promoters, but I'd like to actually go in the studio after this is all done and record a full 12-song tribute album, just like similar to what um, Natalie Cole did for her dad, Nat King Cole, or Ella, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, people did for Ella Fitzgerald and on and on. That's what I'd like to do for Phyllis Hyman. So I'm putting out an atmosphere now um, that that will come to pass after this show. So in addition to purchasing tickets, because if somebody's listening now who's already sold out, so how else can we support your production? Well, you know, what's really awesome is that we're going to live stream the show, and I think it's unheard of, of any of the Phyllis Hyman tributes that's going on across the country. They usually just, you know, adhere to the people that's in the audience, you know, that's in the actual venue. But I want to reach as many Phyllis Hyman fans as possible, and we're going to do it live, a live stream. So if they can connect with me, um, they can go to my website, queendivamusic.com, or the email contact at queendivamusic.com. And um, we're still looking for supporters. We'd love for people to support um, financially with the show, and we're going to provide the link for anybody, wherever you are, the comfort of your home, to watch the show, because I don't want anyone to miss this. And, of course, connect with me with social media, Strength of a Woman, Phyllis Hyman Tribute, Queen Diva, um, uh, underscore, underscore is my handle on Twitter. And um, But if you just look up Queen Diva, now you got to look up Queen Diva in accordance to this show because there's another Queen Diva, and that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> it's Big Frida coming up. Exactly. <laughs> and so people are like, but that's not you. That's a drag queen. No, that's not me. Make sure you put connection Phyllis Hyman, and then you'll find me. So you were also um, selling ads for your stage bill. Is it too late to place an ad in your book? Yes, because we already, um, but the thing is I already put the ads in, and um, we already edited for print. Um, But what I am doing is going back and putting in um, information for those who would like to still be a contributor and I will put their name down um, digitally, so it'll be on the because we're going to send we're going to send the night of the show. We're going to send the digital link to view the actual stage bill that's going to be printed for those who are in attendance at the venue, and then we're also going to send the digital link for you to view the live stream. So if anyone is still interested in being a contributor, not so much as the ads are already set, but we can add more names and do another printing 
um, two weeks after the show, they can, like I said, they can contact me um, via contact at queendivamusic.com, and then I can give them information on how they can be a contributor. Now, do you seek sponsorship for your production in any way? Yeah, so most of the sponsorship that I was able to get was mostly service and product. I just was not able to get funding what I needed at the time frame that I'm in, that I had right now. Mm-hmm. But for the next performance that we'd like, we do, we will need sponsors for us to tour, and we will need sponsors for a bigger venue because we'd like to take this to a bigger venue the next time. You got it. So do you produce any other shows besides Strength of a Woman? I do, actually. It actually was a a female uh, singer-songwriter collective that I started back in 1999 called Soul Divas Night Out. And next year will be our 20th reunion. And I want to bring that back next year. And all the divas that I had met in that collective, they're all doing really great work music all over the country and um, all over the world, actually. And so I want to bring that back next year. And then I also have a Gospel Divas Night Out of uh, myself and two other um, women who sing gospel. One does like an R&B gospel, and then I do all. And then the other one does a very traditional gospel. And so, and there's some other things, too, that I want to put out as well after that, but those are the two main things is the Gospel Divas Night Out and Soul Divas Night Out um, for next year. So I mentioned earlier you're an advocate for mental health awareness and suicide prevention. Now, why are these issues so important to you? Well, it's interesting. When I was researching um, the history of Phyllis Hyman and I found that she had mental illness, I had inquired um, from my family if there was people in my family who had um, mental illness, and it turns out there were several, and and actually two of them had actually led to suicide. So from me starting researching for the show, it turned to a very personal um, thing for me when I realized, oh, my goodness, how close does mental illness really touch people's lives, and we don't even realize it. And I didn't realize that my uncle had my uncle, um, uh, like John, Uncle John, he had came back from Vietnam War and wasn't able to adjust to the life here in America after that, and he committed suicide. And then um, as recent as, recent as um, a couple of years ago, my cousin, he committed suicide. He was dealing with uh, teen depression. And um, I knew he was taking medication, but I didn't realize he wasn't taking it. It turns out he wasn't taking the medication. And when you don't take the medication, and that's the same thing that happened with Phyllis, you have so many thoughts in your mind, you'll find a way to listen to whatever is in your mind and commit suicide. And so when that touched me so deeply, I realized that people deal with mental, mental issues across the board, but there's some that can be so extreme to where it could lead you to death. If you don't talk to somebody and get support and get help and really just kind of just share what's going on, you don't know how to help a family member. And right. um, and that's what happened for me. And I was like, oh, my goodness, i got to find out more about this. And especially in the African-American community, we don't talk about this, Shanice. We don't, right. we don't talk about the uncle that's touched, you know, or the aunt that, you know, we don't stay too close to. We don't talk about it. 
And we need mm-hmm. to talk about it. We need to tell young people, listen, your uncle such and such has a mental illness. He doesn't know how to quite do things on his own. That's why he has help. You know, I was never explained to me what was going on with right. my uncles. And so if we teach our children young and teach them when they're teens as young adults, when they have issues and going to college and living life, they'll know how to, you know, deal with mental situations. And um, that's why it touched home for me. It touched home for me. And I just can't let it go now because it's so close to the family members. And then I found out I have friends who are dealing with it too because people don't talk about it. And when you bring up the subject, then it comes out and you realize, oh, my goodness. Yes, I went to therapy. Yes, I did this. I said, wow. So it was the greatest right. thing really that happened to me when I was sweeping that one day in 2005 to realize doing this show was more than just the music, the musical legacy of Phyllis, but really educating people the importance about mental illness and suicide prevention. It's still needed. It's still needed today, yeah. and people need to know about it and share that information. So I'm going to have information tonight of the show, and I'm going to pass it out to people. And if the, I partner with the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and I got information from them, and shout out to Clara the, and the, for the um, the chapter here in New York. She sent me some information, and I want to make sure I always do that so people can walk away being entertained but also being educated. Now, are you available to be booked to sing at different events? Definitely. Definitely. I, I've sung, let me tell you, leading on my way up to this sold-out performance, I've sung at birthday parties, I've sang at um, pageants, I've sang at um, fundraisers, you know, wherever the need to have me to perform and to share. Um, and usually I do um, a song either that's uplifting um, breast cancer awareness because one of the writers for Phyllis Hyman, Linda Creed, she wrote Betcha by Golly Wow and um, Old Friend, and I usually sing that song at breast cancer awareness um, functions. People are familiar with the song, but they don't know that the writer suffered from breast cancer, and so she passed away um, before Phyllis finished recording those songs. So when I researched and I found that out, that every occasion that Phyllis Hyman's song, they work. They work really anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm definitely available to sing at any moment. So do you have anything else coming up that we need to know about or be on the lookout for? <laughs> well, um, actually, I um, after this show and we complete this recording, I'm going to be promoting my gospel single. I also sing gospel, and the name of the song is This Day, and it was written by the late, great Edwin Hawkins. And the single is a cappella. I'm marketing it as an a cappella prayer, and um, really it's for those who – have their prayer time and they want to have um, a song before they go into prayer and it's a song of provision and we're all always praying to God oh Lord I need this oh Lord I have that I need this with money for this this." well they can listen to this prayer this day and it's a prayer of asking for love and peace and joy and the love of God in their life and so it's on iTunes if you look it up um, the name I have it under is Pastor Sonjali, because I am an ordained and licensed minister as well. And uh, they can go to um, Reverb Nation to hear it, uh, Reverb Nation, and look under Pastor Sonjali. Or they can go to iTunes and look up my name, Pastor Sonjali. And my single is is all ready to roll, and you can download it and play it and bless your heart over and over again. 
Awesome. Now, um, before you leave, tell us your official website and your social media handle so we can keep up with everything you have going on. Okay, so let me say it again. It is queendivamusic.com. That's my main website for me um, as an R&B soul artist. I also sell... Oh, excuse me. I also sell um, items that pertains to my book. I have a book called Diva's Diamonds, and it's a book full of quotes uh, to encourage and inspire. And that's on there. If you go to the store part, so if you go to queendivamusic.com and go to store, you can look at all my um, uh, products. Um, on social media, on Twitter, I'm under Diva's Diamonds. I'm also under Queen Diva underscore underscore. And then you can also find Soul Diva's Night Out Presents. Oh, excuse me. And you can also look under um, Integrity Beauty. I'm uh, um ambassador for Integrity Beauty Woman of Excellence. And um, I'm on there, too, as well as um, Instagram. So if you look up Divas Diamonds, Integrity Beauty, Queen Diva, you'll find me. And I'm all over the Internet. <laughs> well, well the you have a lot going on. Thank you for taking out the time to talk with me today. I know your show is going to be an absolutely major success. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Anissa. This is a pleasure and an honor, and I thank you for inviting me on. My pleasure. So enjoy the rest of your evening. I think you're about to go to rehearsal now, right? Yes, I am. I had to go head on out and deeper into Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn. I got to go deeper into Brooklyn and meet with my pianist and my two soul divas tonight. Well, all right. Well, good luck with everything and keep in touch. Thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. And you too. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to our fabulous guest this evening for being on the show, Sonia E. Lee Freeman. Make sure you check her out uh, with her tribute show, Sold Out, but make sure you hit her up so you can watch the live stream. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curve and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.